Hockey fans, the final chase for the Stanley Cup is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Finals, has a can't-miss offer for the most exciting series in sports. New customers can bet $5 on either team to win their game and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the final? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code RINKRAT, that is R-I-N-K-R-A-T. New customers can bet $5 on either NHL team to win their game and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code RINKRAT at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Stanley Cup Finals. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, we're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Game two and game three edition. Game three just came to a close. So currently, as it stands, the Colorado Avalanche lead the Stanley Cup Finals 2-1. to one. Next game, back in Tampa Bay at Amelie Arena. As always, joined by Josh and Jason. How's it going? It's you good. Know. Good game? Same old, same same old, old stuff. Same old stuff. Probably two games that you didn't expect there, eh? Yeah. We, this, I'm not used to recording so close together. I mean, we haven't mm-hmm. done that since uh, certain something happened. But <laughs> feels good. Feels good to get uh, back in the saddle so quickly here. So we're going to be getting into game two, game three, our general thoughts about the series. We got some free agency guess that number with some players that are playing in this game. Peter DeBoer being hired by Dallas, and Josh says he has some surprise Leafs tidbits he's been looking into. Not surprised. I'm sure if you were, like, really sniffing around, you could see. But there's always yeah. stuff to talk about. Always things being floated out there by the insiders yeah. as we get closer to pseudo-July 1st, which will be July 13th this year. Right? It's funny because I feel like the more that these insiders put out there, the more people on Twitter are now saying, you idiots don't know anything. But it's like... Okay, some of it's speculation, which is just like there's nothing to it. There's no merit to it. It's just logic. And some of it is actual insider information. Like when you think about it, when a player signs with a team in the offseason, like they talk to a handful of teams. They could talk to up to 10, 10 teams. Like think about it. That could be 10 different tweets that an insider sends out. Yeah. Oh, I'm hearing they're talking to this place. I'm hearing they're talking to this team, whatever. And then in the end, it's only going to be one team that they signed with right but they're obviously putting a lot more out there it's not just like a snap decision like the player goes to free agency it's up i'm going to toronto up i'm going to carolina so that's why there's so much information comes out just for one little signing right so that's where i just these insiders don't know nothing they do know something you know but a final decision hasn't been made that's why you're not hearing the the end of it all right now. That's why we don't know if Jack Campbell's actually going to sign in Toronto or not, but we'll get into that later. Let's get into some game two. Yeah. We're all good. Yep. Yeah. We're good. Where do we start with game two? <laughs> I, the score it was seven. It was for those who missed game. it, it was seven, nothing, which is absolute. Nothing. Yeah. Can was, I get into my go for goalie it. defense to start? Go 
Go for it. I heard a lot, and I got some texts. What is wrong with Vasilevsky? Vasilevsky doesn't look normal. Vasilevsky doesn't look good in this game. Guys, the Colorado Avalanche scored seven nice goals in that game. The Tampa Bay Lightning put forth 16 shots on net. 16. I believe the five-on-five shot total was like 12, 13. You are not going to win when you put so few shots on net and you're playing against Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Miko Rantanen, and the list goes on and on. You're just not going to win. I'm sorry. Andre Vasilevsky, some of the goals, sure. The Darren Helm one. Darren Helm sniping on you top shelf. You know, sure. I, it's not the greatest goal. Yeah. All right. Josh Manson sniping on you. It was pretty clear two-on-one. It was a nice shot. Great placement as well. You know, okay, whatever. But that leaves five other goals. Okay, what about the coverage by, I can name a thousand, Nick Paul will say on goal number one. Anthony Sorelli on goal number three, which were both just wide open tap-in rebounds. And I can go on and on and on and on. Kale McCarr sniping on a two-on-one. I, I like If you go back and watch the extended highlights, he also made four massive saves in this one. One on Birakovsky, a breakaway when it was 3-0 at the end of the first to kind of keep it to, hey, there's a game here. Stopping Birakovsky on the breakaway at the end of the first. Nachushkin, five minutes left in the second period. He made a huge save on him because there was a huge, I don't know what the hell Tampa Bay Lightning defense were doing on that one. They just let him walk right by them off the wing there. Third one, Logan O'Connor, another breakaway. Immediately followed up with a Cogliano tip. Stopped both of those. Four huge saves. This game, Kevin Weeks said it best. This game could have easily been 12-0. But Vasilevsky had to make some saves. Did he play perfect? No. Did he have to make some big saves? Yes. Is this his fault? Absolutely not. This loss should not be... He should not be mentioned in the same breath as this loss, in my opinion. Well, the team played way worse than he did. Yes. Like, they generated no chances, essentially. Like, Like, they... Colorado beat them in every way you could beat a team. Like, it was a complete domination from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Poulin made a pretty good point on the radio, which was like, I, I don't know the last time I've seen a game where that many players have played about as high-level hockey that they could play. Like, he was saying, like, Comfer and Nachuskin and Burakovsky and Rantanen. Josh Manson, the offensive Josh, like, line of Think about how many guys were just basically played, like, as good as they could play. Like, Josh Manson scored. Off of, we were watching that. We were slowing down frame by frame that goal before we started recording. Like, how great was that activation in his own end that then leads to that two on one snipes, but then got two other fantastic chances, one which hit the post. I'm going to show you guys even just oh my god look at the heat map of that game <laughs> that's hilarious tampa had nothing five on five in the in that the looks like, um, like nothing they had no chances they, they literally Rivers. had like 10 shots at five on five I that think, looks right? like a, like a before and after a rash like of a polysporin commercial like <laughs> before polysporin and after like it was bad i like if i don't know if this is true or not but it seemed like again like colorado's defense generated more offense oh, yeah. than tampa's whole team no doubt kill McCarr by himself like it was crazy i i was that was a really flat effort. It's funny talking about it now, knowing what happened in game three, but that was odd. That was really odd to me, but completely flat. We've seen them do that in one game per series, usually game one, Florida, or game one, Toronto, game one, New York, but back-to-back was surprising to see. 
Exactly. I, my thoughts exactly on that one. I mean, just weird. Seven nothing. Like Brutal. the exclamation point on it, like Kale McCarr on the PK just skates through everyone up the ice two on one and just rips it on them too. Like, and then the last, I think it was the last goal, Kale McCarr again, where they just picked apart the penalty kill like it was nothing. And then Darcy Kemper had to make 16 saves for a shutout. Like, I don't know. That was, it was bizarre to say the least, but it was Quite interesting to see. Uh, we know our, our resident Sens fan, Dave, was at the game because his older brother is a big Avs fan, wanted to go. Uh, tag, he brought him along. And it, one of our friends asked him, like, oh, it must have been – it was a blowout. It must have stunk. And he's like, no, like, it was – No, why would that stink? That's rocking. amazing. Oh, my God. It, it's, you, okay, okay, time out. <laughs> have you ever watched your favorite team play in a playoff game in the building? Not win. Well, exactly. <laughs> so would you rather take them – Blowing them out seven nothing or losing a close game, I would rather blow them out ten times out of ten. Absolutely, it's way more fun. Say it ain't so. Exactly. I will not go. Every every goal you have another water and you're just yeah. having a great time. Flying, flying out there. But yeah, just a a crazy crazy game. So many things to like on the Avs end, and so many things to just criticize on the Lightning end. That's pretty much all you could say. I saw an interesting point from Mike Kelly. Uh, he's on NHL Network. I think he used to work for Sport Logic as well. Very good in terms of analytics, like microanalytics guy as well on Twitter. But he was saying that Tampa Bay off their zone entries were they were doing absolutely nothing with it. They were being stifled on zone entries, and when they were able to enter the zone, it was not leading to scoring chances. It was mainly leaving, leading to giveaways, which he thought was interesting. Meanwhile, Colorado on the other end off the rush, they were getting the zone entries and they were able to complete passes and make high danger chances afterwards as well. So that was something to look for into going into game three. Shall we just transition to game three? I don't think there's much else to say about game two, yeah. right? Yeah. That was a complete blowout. Like score and on ice, even though game three was a blowout score wise, six two, it didn't feel like a no. Like the ice was tilted. Maybe just the start of the second period felt tilted Tampa's way a bit. But other than that, I thought it was a pretty even game. And this is, you want to talk Vasilevsky. That's a clutch performance. Like, these are the low-key clutch games that you you need from your goalie. You it's not always game too. seven. Some luck, too. That uh, no goal by that, Colorado. What was that? What do you mean? It's like, the offside no goal? Yeah. yeah. Well, the amount of time between... Oh, the no goal and the replay. That was weird. If, I thought if that you... was in Toronto, Jason would have lost his mind about <laughs> how long it took them to review it. Why did it take them so long? That's like, what we're trying to figure out. I don't can't know. Can't you just like stop it and be like, oh, yeah, it's it's over? It's over the line? Like, no, I, th- I think you're talking about the, no, the, the challenge the came challenge so late. came a minute, like, why haven't seconds they dropped after. The puck yet kind oh, of I, I didn't have volume on. Yeah. I don't know why the volume wasn't so on in my house. And but A lot of people were wondering, why did he get a chance so late? Usually it's... I yeah. mean, the challenge has to be within, like, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a minute and 20 after, which is a little suspicious. A but, lot of yeah. time for the guys upstairs be like, hey, that's uh, offside. John just, it was weird. Yeah. It was just a weird play. Yeah. No, I fully agree on that. Like, if It, took it was right. Long, they got it right, which yeah. is good. But, like. Why did it take so long? Hmm. 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 Anyways. But, yeah, and this one, I, I do agree. I mean, Vasilevsky. That uh, just that tip save followed up by the the rebound save to start it off. He made a couple just stretch saves where it's like, dude, this guy's six four, 
and he's able to stretch out like that and he's able to stretch out like that so quickly just it was an athleticism uh masterclass masterclass i was going to say showcase which is another good word there from andre vasileski tonight that was that was an awesome game and at the other end uh i don't know what happened to darcy kemper <laughs> like i was saying the eye injury i didn't see anything like that in game 2 i saw him make some long distance saves i was like okay he's fine but he he has just not made any good saves in these playoffs from what I can remember. Yeah. Uh, and even on Twitter, Joe Sackick, someone tweeted out that Joe Sackick said that he is 100%. So maybe Yeah. So maybe it's not the yeah, maybe he's just mental. Yeah, like, who knows what it this, is. But. This guy had a 921 this season. He had, he, statistically, he had a great year. Yeah. If he was nominated for the Vesna, I don't think it would have been absurd. I think he was at least in the top six. This he year in solid, terms of goalies, he a solid year, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. in the second half of the year, I think second half he must have had a nine thirty, and now he can't even buy a save. Like it, it's just really weird. I, I I'm confident he does start in game four. Mm-hmm. However, if he lays an egg in that one, I'm absolutely sure that he will not be starting game five, right? But yeah, they they can't if you like not blow, but if you go from a 2-0 lead to 2-2 going back like you and your goalie plays bad in both games and he arguably played bad in game one as well mm-hmm. you got to go to freddie franchise yeah and sure. he hasn't lost the game for you so far Ooh. and in game two darcy kemper got how many shots 16 and one of them almost went in from the side yeah, yes <laughs> yeah. like because especially if you look at this game the way that the avalanche played like i didn't think it was much different than game one in the sense that like they were i thought they were the better team on the ice i don't like the Avalanche in Game One, though I didn't, I thought they got pretty hard outplayed. You thought the Avalanche got outplayed Game One? Or sorry, sorry, T- I'm confusing it. You uh, thought Tampa got outplayed? I thought it was yeah. more even in this game, you just so? in terms okay. of okay. results, like for Tampa. Yeah, I thought it was more so even. I, I was confused there. I don't know yeah, yeah. Was. you're saying yeah. Today it's felt like an off. even game. I understand, hundred yes. yeah. percent. Game One, though, I thought it was more tilted towards the the Avs. I thought yes. I thought okay. the, this was more similar than to game. This game was a lot more similar to Game One than it was to Game Two, but. Well, I don't think well, anything would be similar. To of this. course, they just got blown out seven. No, but I'm saying like the fact that they lost six two is a lot less on the players, and I think like just more up to the poor performance of Darcy Kemper that game. Yeah, I mean, you only two goals in terms of winning a two goal game. Mm, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. In this one, I think I think Tampa had some good finishing ability in this yeah. one. Yeah, you didn't get a save. You're 100 percent correct. You did yeah. not get a save from your goalies in this one at all. Um, but then again, like Colorado didn't score a five on five goal. That's true. They yeah. only got power play in this one. But I thought they generated chances pretty well. Mm-hmm. It, it was a pretty even. Like, what was the deserve to win a meter in this one? It got massively tilted in the towards third the period, end. But, yeah, uh, which it but accounts for that. So I'm just, yeah, for the most part, I think like it was a fifty fifty kind of game. It was up until the, yeah. the third. I would say yeah, the entire over the entire game. I'm seeing it right now. What seventy seven percent? Does yeah. that say eighty? But I think that's because they got like a lot. They, they got like a couple like high. Yeah, they got a couple high danger chances in the third. Yeah, but still going into the second, they were winning the expected goal battle. I think it was like four to three point two. Okay, so they okay. were st- still up a bit. But oh my gosh, yeah, towards the end of the game, they got a lot of. They, yeah. they generate like two expected goals, which is crazy. But. So I, I, okay, sure. In overall play, mm-hmm. like minus finishing, sure, I'd give the the I, I'm okay with giving the Avs a slight edge there. Yeah, um, I think, but. 
in the end, 6-2 doesn't really show. It was an entertaining game. Yeah. What I really liked about this one, Tampa's top guys and the jam that they have, that they're playing with. Like, after the—I'm not even talking about the hit on Manson. I'm talking about, like—sorry, it was after that. So, kind of talking about it. But Nikita Kucherov, like, grabbing Manson, they were showing some some feistiness. In a game they were already winning along the Avs bench there. Just something to note there that these guys still burn— to win hockey games and to oh, win yeah. cops. Oh, 100%. Like, what about that that Mar- Pat Maroon Bogosian versus Manson there? Like, those are two grizzly men that oh, yeah. were just shouting at him that wanted to tear a strip off of this guy. Like, I, I thought the passion really shone. No, not the passion. <sighs> jam. The jam really shone through for Tampa. The passion is reserved for for T.O. We'll, we'll keep that. But any other... Thoughts from this game three? How, how do you think they played without point? Like the the new new look of the lines, where it's it was it Perry just kind of slotted in for point. Was that what it was, or they? I mean, it, he scored <laughs> right yeah. on the power play there. That was a nice tip. It was mainly because Palat had a very nice tip in the slot there. But I mean, yeah, Braden Point just it, surprised that he wasn't able to go tonight. Maybe like, next game. He, he, Possibly, I'm not sure Who though. Knows? I mean, if you're you're taking him out due to injury now, I'm not. Uh, I would not bet on that. Also, like taking honest. him out and his replacement's Riley Nash. Like it's yeah. not like they have. You know, it was true. It's yeah. not like you're in a situation where you can replace him with like a maybe a young sniper. Like mm-hmm. it really is a matter of he just either can play or can't play, and it yeah. seems like he can't play. Yeah, and it wasn't like he was just like he was. In, he wasn't playing well out there. Like, he was playing okay. Playing all right, but just clearly not healthy enough to play. Um, are, do you think there's injury concerns then with Nick Paul too? We saw him have yeah, to go down the line. It looked like it. It looked like it. That yeah. was yeah. That one was an awkward one. The Kucherov one was also an awkward mm-hmm. one. So we'll see. We're seeing head, Victor Hedman as well, kind of turning weirdly on some plays in the defensive end that you don't normally see. They from got, him. I'm sure there are a lot of these guys are injured. Like yeah. Zach Bogosian doesn't look a hundred percent. Like just lifts it off like five guys that yeah. are not looking fully to their, their full potential there. So do you think there's injury concerns with the lightning? If this game, if this series goes the distance? Yeah, for sure. Well, it, it will no matter what for goes both six. teams for mm-hmm. both teams, but that's yeah. why they have great depth and it's being yeah. tested. Right. So exactly, I had a speaking of depth, like this is going to be all kind of related in one, but uh, I think Colorado, everyone's talking about, you know, how can the Leafs or the flames or one of these, any of these teams who are on the cusp be more like Colorado. And a lot of people say, well, they don't have Kel McCarr, which is true. And like a lot of teams don't have McKinnon, which is true, but a lot of teams have really good forwards and yeah. star players. But I think it's more, I talked about this last time. It's more about their depth. That's impressive for me. Yeah. A, a Kale McCarr is the most impressive part of their team but other than that their depth is unreal like i was looking at this today like nate mckinnon has not been that good in the finals he's he hasn't zero goals zero goals how about this he's got 32 shot attempts which is a ton through three games only three in high danger areas Mm -hmm. compared to just tonight landis cog had five he had a sick game but landis cog had five comfort had three tonight byram had two tonight lekkanen had two tonight interesting Observation. Nichushkin has six total. Landis Cog nine total. Like 
Hmm. Just I'm going to make a point. I first want to say I've been trying to make a point to not say interesting so much. I say it a lot. But that is interesting because it is I, very interesting. When you go watch back the game tonight, especially when he starts pressing, it's really good yeah. speed, but it's all perimeter shots. So I, I reference this shots. podcast a lot, PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich, but he, uh, him, he had an episode where he was talking with one of the Avs writers. First name is AJ. I didn't get the full name, but they made a very good point in, with regards to Nathan McKinnon. And he had to work with Daryl Belfry, who's a very revered uh, NHL, I guess, player development, independent player development guy. And he was saying sometimes with Nathan McKinnon, he just moves so fast, and his feet are moving so fast, and he's going at such a pace where sometimes he takes himself out of the high-danger areas, and he's trying to do almost too much. right? And he's not going into the right spots, and he has to sometimes really focus to, hey, like, I know you're going a bazillion miles an hour, but maybe slow it down a little bit and make sure you get to the middle of the ice where you can then take a slot shot whereas opposed, as opposed to trying to make that extra move and go around the defenseman where then you're taking yourself out of the high-danger scoring area, right? So, And Dmitry Filipovich, I think, said that uh, he, he compared him to a golden retriever with rocket boots. Oh, wow. I <laughs> like that. a funny comparison there. So I, I, do you think maybe that's kind of what That's what it looks like, at least into? tonight. I saw it more tonight. Game two, like, I'll be honest, I kind of faded watching that game at one point. Like, and even that, like, if he was getting a ton of high-danger chances when it was 5 nothing, like, actually, mm-hmm. who cares? But, yeah, it felt like a lot of perimeter shots from him, which is interesting. Uncharacteristic, almost. Well, I actually don't I'm going to try and pull up his yeah. shot map right now. Sorry. And we'll get uh, a better idea on that. But in terms of what you were saying, how do you be – oh, you're a perimeter – you're sorry, you're a cusp team. How do you push it over the edge? Like The depth Vancouver, is huge. Though. Vancouver Canucks, they're, they're just missed the playoffs. Like, how do they push it over the edge? Like, I mean, like, think about some of the trades that they were able to even make to push themselves that one step further than what they were last year. Like, to go – Arturi Lekkinen to have to give up all of that for him. He's a very good player. Josh yeah. Manson, you had to give up a little bit for him. Darcy Kemper at the beginning of the year, you had to give up a first and a top prospect for this guy. If you don't have that in your cupboard and you're not spending it on the right players, you're not going to be able to make that extra push yeah, to because, put yourself over the edge. Like, actually, believe it or not, a lot of teams do have stars. Like mm-hmm. The Leafs have Austin Matthews. Yeah. Nobody else has a 60-goal scorer in the NHL other than Stamkos and Ovechkin. That's done in the last 10 years, though. So, like, there you go. I Sure, every, like, there's teams that are like, wow, we wish back we had Back-to-back rocket scorer. Marner, rocket Nylander, winner. Tavares, all these guys. But it's the supplementing of these players, and we've talked about it a lot. And that's really how Colorado's taken the next step. Yeah. Like, they, they had McKinnon, and they were the last place team in the league. That happened five years ago. They McKinnon, they had uh, Landis Cog still on the team. They had Tyson Berry on defense. They were in last place. Last place. So think about that. It's it because it, it always comes down to this is to like maybe to a fault, but it's always on the star players. When it's great, they deserve it, but more often than not, they lose because only one team wins, and then everyone bags on those guys. But bringing it back to the Leafs, like when I talk to people, and most people actually agree, it's like. What more did you want their top guys to do? They produced pretty well against Mm -hmm. a goalie who's not given up many goals up until the Stanley Cup final here. So what do you want to do? And then you tell them, oh, yeah, well, four of your depth forwards who were supposed to be relied upon to provide secondary scoring had zero goals, Mm -hmm. not on an empty net. So 
compare that to Colorado, which we talked about last time, had like seven forwards that had scored five goals in 13 games. It makes a big difference. And again, like bring him up again, Corey Perry. Yeah, Corey Perry's not the best five-on-five play driver. He's not the best skater I, I, anymore. I ripped on Tampa Bay when they signed him. He's, he's scoring literally two goals a series. Yeah. And maybe you don't think that matters, but go look also at his individual expected goals in some of these games. He's in front of the net. He's doing things to score goals. Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon. And again, Pat Maroon's like clearly not a great no. hockey player. You can watch him play. But he plays... Think about how much better in his role, no offense, he is than a Wayne Simmons or a Kyle Clifford. No offense to those guys, but Maroon's way better in the same role. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And that's an example of a guy who, like, again, he's still not a great player, but in his eight minutes, he's he can still be decently effective. Yeah. I don't want him playing any more than that at all. No, no thanks. Still takes two stupid penalties, yes, but... These are the guys that they're getting secondary offense from. We talked about Nachuskin last time, Burakovsky, like JT Comfer, Nick Paul. How about Nick Paul? Oh, he's been he's been solid. He's been just exactly what they they got. Him. Plus more offense than they Plus probably more. expected. He's been in better the than he's been better than uh, what's his name? They way featured. better than Hagel. Like, Hag- Brandon Hagel. Way like double the effectiveness. I know, and they didn't give up too too much for him but i'm looking at when colorado was in last place 16 17 like some of the names on here nathan mckinnon who was what, 21 at the time okay so pretty young matt duchene was second on in scoring on this team miko rantanen was still 19 so whatever tyson berry gabriel landiscog from the notable ones there and then they had just traded off ryan o'reilly and they totally lost that trade as well, yeah, yeah. I believe. It's funny because they lost that trade and then they went on to absolutely destroy the Duchesne trade and yeah. destroy the Taves trade. Yeah. Like they won those trades in like a massive, massive landslide. Oh, you know who they did get though from that Ryan O'Reilly trade that was worth it was JT Comfort. JT Comfort, yeah. So there's a little small. He was uh, a second round pick by Buffalo? Uh, something like that, yeah. Or, yeah. He was a second, 35th overall. Yeah. A high second round pick from Buffalo. He was just coming out of uh, Michigan. He had a big year there. So, but yeah, it's, it's just when we talked about before the Leafs retooling, right? You guys mm-hmm. gave me shit because I said, get rid of all those guys. But, like, actually, if you want to, just get rid of all those guys and bring in new yeah, faces. Made, it's fine. made me watch so many games of Engvall. Uh, like, I must say, if you're going to watch a shift by shift of Engvall, he's fairly boring. Oh, he is. It is very boring. But that <laughs> plays into the. <laughs> positives of what he does game, well though. yes yes exactly if you're I, really into uh past disruptions then pure angle is your guy <laughs> yeah i just wanted to go back to what we said about Corey perry though because there was a stat that like flashed on the the broadcast and i didn't realize this he's been in the stanley cup finals for three years in a row for three different teams yep and it's like obviously he's not the guy he's not the reason why they're making it yeah. to the finals right when the other on- stat is it's either pat maroon streak breaks or Corey perry streak breaks yeah. <laughs> In this, right? Where he like loses that. in the finals and Maroon or, wins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Go so on, this one streak is alive. Yeah. So obviously he's not the, the guy that's winning like winning them for us, but he has he averaged in the Dallas Stars, uh he, he was averaging point three five points per games play but games played. He almost averaged point five points for games played with Montreal. And it, with Tampa he has nine and twenty, which is almost again like point five. Point five again. Yeah. And it's like he's not a stud depth guy, but like again, retooling with a, if you can find a guy who is 
anywhere he, close to that production. He's also playing way less. Well, than significantly the, less, of he's course. He's playing 12 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. No, I'm, I'm saying, saying it as a good well, thing. I'm saying compare like, that to like the least players who got, I know it was only seven games, but if you look back, even Mikheyev, had, how many, he's had like what, two points for us in like 21 games he's played in the playoffs for us? I think he I has nine points in 19 games, but he had four on empty nets. in these seven games, these last two seven Two on games. empty nets at least. Two, two goals. goals in empty nets. And then, uh, so he has zero goals on a goalie mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs. And I think he probably also has another empty net assist in there or something. Yeah, like but that. so it's not great. Exactly. That's just, yeah. He, it's just simple. Perry gets like one or two goals a series, but mm-hmm. the Leafs, if they got one or two goals a series, they would be from like two of their depth players, they'd mm-hmm. probably be in the next round. So I think just the from big one thing is also with the Leafs, and you got to think about like, who would you rather have, Mikheyev or Perry? Who would you rather have, like, Engvall or Perry? Who would you rather have, like, just, like, Blackwell or Pat Maroon? I think the big thing is, like, overall, the, the players that the Leafs have are better. However, there are specific parts to their game that the the sorry, speaking towards the Leafs, there are specific parts to the, their game that are that is missing that is allowing the Leafs to push them over the edge. Like, if you trade out one of these guys and add a little bit of finishing, but you're giving up some of that speed. You're giving up some of that defensive ability. You know what? Like it's a theory, but maybe you're better off. Yeah. Well, it's also like, again, Pat Maroon's not better than any of those guys, obviously, but Pat Maroon's better than Wayne Simmons or Kyle Clifford. And then again, we put ourselves in the brain of the Toronto GM and coach. They clearly valued those guys because they played Mm -hmm. them a lot. And you can argue Wayne Simmons, you know, arguably cost us a game with some stupid penalties. Kyle Clifford almost cost us. Like the only reason they stopped playing is because they literally couldn't play those guys anymore because they were costing us shifts and games. So 100% like, you know, these guys, there's all these coaches want these guys to get in games in the playoffs. So you might as well have a guy who can at least do it effectively. You know, what's also funny though. Like last off season, we're saying you need to add finishing. It's like, who'd we get for that finishing? Nick Ritchie. And he didn't finish until he went to Arizona, <laughs> and then he finished. And then he did. Uh, anything else to, to speak on about Game Three? That Just you a, guys had a quick, quick look at the McKinnon chart. I know he kind of bounced away from that for a sec, but looking at his chart, this was from tonight only. It seems like he has a lot of. And this plays out for the rest of the series. He had a lot of block shots in that danger area. So I don't know if he's able to find the danger area and just not like find a way around a man, just kind of yeah. firing shots at legs, but. Even if you look at the, uh, this is for the whole series so far. Ow. But yeah, a lot. You tried to lift your computer with your broken wrist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a lot of outside shots. Yeah. yeah. Shooting a lot from the outside. Do you think also that good. maybe Tampa Bay's strategy in this game was to not play as tight man to man coverage in the defensive end and in the neutral zone and more so just kind of sit back? Maybe. A little bit. They are a team that likes to block shots. You yes. know that. So. Yeah, they've got some good shots. I mean, Think about it, like Hedman 6'6", six, six, Chernak's yeah. a shot-blocking beast. We saw Corey Perry dive oh, out, 12 minutes wild. left, up 6-2. Sergachev also blocks Sergachev a ton of shots. blocks a ton of shots as well. That's, that's a very under-the-radar thing about his game. As but, a goalie, do you like when players, like, go, not, not go out of the way to block, but like, block shots, I guess, like, when they do it properly? At I least don't not. like it immensely, I'll well, tell you. Yeah, yeah, I, tell, I, mean, I just yeah. tell guys, get your fat ass yeah. out of the way. But in terms of an actual game, I mean, if they're blocking, they're not screening me kind of thing. Yeah. 
sure. Like, I'm sure Vasilevsky loves it when it actually gets blocked, but when you're looking at game one, a, a screen from McDonough's butt and uh, a tip from Zach Bogosian, it's it's 50-50. It it's does like, help. It's literally like, like a double-edged sword yeah, sometimes. Like, exactly. it's good, not good, but... If you can block the shots, if you can keep guys to the perimeter and block shots when you're not in front of your goalie, when you're yeah. like at top of the circle or whatever, yeah. that's probably most effective. Yeah, exactly. Like, let me see the shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in game three, to me, it's just somewhere like, can't, you can never count out the bolts. No, and I, like, that's not that surprising that they no. won this game at all. Like, no, not at all. I was hoping they, I was just hoping for game seven yeah. in this one. I think it'd be interesting. Like, would you trade off a little bit of excitement in these games for, for, it, to, game for it to go seven? Yeah. Or like when would game seven be? I don't know. Next Monday or Tuesday, probably. I've just been living off the Because there's another three-day break somewhere in there. Oh. Or maybe I'm wrong. It's on Sunday. Game seven would be Sunday. Yes, they play every other day from here on. Wow. That's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. There we go again with that word. It is. That is. <laughs> I thought there was one more, but that's I think was the NBA Finals. Pa- yeah, I guess so. Um, but a funny one in this one, we had uh, speaking of NBA, we had Charles Barkley. That was hilarious. Calling uh, Kyle Bukakis the <laughs> Canadian Tom Brady. That was so funny. Hey, man, you're very handsome. Look at you like the Canadian Tom Brady. <laughs> oh, my God. That was good. Go on YouTube and look up like Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal best moments. <laughs> you'll, you'll be in fits. I guarantee it. Sorry, I was wrong. It's Tuesday, not Sunday. Oh, Sunday's game. I was going to say, how does it, if it's... Monday yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's only game three. Yeah. Um, um, other thing is Josh Manson now public enemy number one in Tampa. Prob. You mean Taves? Devon Taves. He's the one who cross checked him. I might have missed something. I had to drive here. That was. Uh, what are we talking about? I don't know. They just seem to be getting mad at Josh Manson yeah, all game. They were, but Taves at, is the one who the cross checked cross her off to that. Then they had to the leave ground, the game. Kind of. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had to leave the game. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's Some what more Bolt, Bolt's Joltz was pissed off at, or whatever the guy's name is. <laughs> oh, yeah, more injuries probably. We'll see Kucherov. It seemed like more if he like tweaked it on the power play. It was like, ah, I'm just gonna go off. I think mm-hmm. he'll be fine though. Okay, yeah. He was wincing though on his way off, so we'll... he's a he's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's one of those guys. One interesting point. Ugh, it's, damn this word. I, I'm actually trying to stay away from this word. Okay, but it's one exquisite one, point. An exquisite point they brought up on the broadcast was regarding Nikita Kucherov and just how he's such a perfectionist in certain games. He doesn't want to just shoot the puck from anywhere when it's not working. And that leads to, and when things aren't working for him, it leads to further frustration and kind of deterioration of his game. So that's where you saw like game one and two, not getting, not being, he wasn't too happy because it wasn't working for him. A lot of the times you did see that beautiful assist, but a lot of not, a lot of block shots, a lot of missed one timers in there as well. So, kind of something. Tonight he had a sick pass to yeah. Stamkos, who also scored a. That was a nice one. Oh yeah. You find Kemper goes down a little early on some of these goals. Um, a little. Not bit. necessarily I mean, he's that a one. Bigger goaltender, so he should be able to cover the top of the net, but he could be just dropping. I mean. I think tonight, yeah. I think what was it? The Palak goal where Yeah, that was, was the goal. goal in front. Yes, yeah. That's the one I'm thinking of. He was down he really dropped, early there. But it wasn't even like he dropped, like his hands dropped as well. That's yeah. a big thing. Like when you drop to the ice, you need to keep your composure on the shots or else you're really giving up the top part of the net. 
Uh, that was and the goal I think I was he was a little of. bit deep in his net on that, that one. That was the well. exact goal I was thinking of, actually. So, Good one. Yeah. Also, like Landis Cog is still crazy underrated. He now has same goals and more points than McKinnon. Or maybe same points, but same goals as McKinnon in the playoffs. Like Wow. Yeah. And one of that snipe on the power play, what a shot. Yeah. That like, was wow. Precision at its that's, best. That's the benefit of having McKinnon and Makar on the other side. It's Not that Vasilevsky was cheating, but I think everyone expects him to dish that puck, and he just fired it. Yeah. Was that a high blocker? Yeah. Ooh, another one. We did see – I did see Vasilevsky make a nice blocker save, though, on McKinnon. So the blocker's not – you know, as faulty as maybe if you keep bringing it up, it might seem. But it's another blocker shot. Interesting to <laughs> exquisite to see, my yes. <laughs> my dear friend. Uh, yeah, that's all I had for for game three there. So uh, things to look for in game four, I suppose. The goaltending for Colorado. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be the big story coming yeah. out of it. Oh yes. They're, I think they're going to go back to Kemper. What would you guys do? Would you go to Kemper or would you go to Freddie Franchise? No, Kemper, 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 short leash. That's it. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Oh, no, no, you're no, saying, saying like that, Kemper oh, with okay. a short yeah. leash. Like it was quite kind of interesting. I'm trying. It was just fascinating. Fascinating. It's cool to see. I got to read the thesaurus once I'm done with this. But anyways. To see Darcy Kemper still kind of chirping Corey Perry when they were down by a good margin. Did you see Perry did give him a shot Oh yeah. after he went after, down? After Perry. And Kemper definitely said something to him. Perry, who did Perry get hit by? Someone hit him in behind the net. And then yeah. his retaliation. Cause well, he was it was slowly, Josh Manson. Yeah, it was Manson. His retaliation, because he slowly got up after, just go right in the goalie's face, chirp him, and then <laughs> slash him. That was hilarious. Give him a little punch. Who else but Corey Perry? I still think the funniest is when he, he's doing something clearly wrong and, like, the ref is telling him to move or do whatever, and he just, like, after the whistle's blown, he just, like, the biggest shrug and, like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> he's, like, sitting on someone's yeah. ankle. Yeah, that's what he did last game. To JT Comfer. Yeah. Some Avs fans were not happy about that one. Yeah, shocker. Man, he's just – he's the number one guy you hate to play against, but when he's on your team – we say this about sure. so many guys. I know. <laughs> Josh Donaldson was the new one. People were saying that about because yeah. he was being a clown. But Marshawn is the the goat of that. Oh, yeah. and I think Kadri is the second goat. Unless he gets suspended, then you also hate when he's, he's on, your, on team. your team. I know he might be the only guy you hate when. No, nah, you love when he's on your team yeah. unless he gets suspended. But yeah. I wonder if he comes back. This is an opportunity to get him in the lineup. He was skating. We're starting to see today. more and more videos of him just like skate. Oh, Kadri skated this oh, morning. He's got his puck on his stick now. Uh, puck on his stick. But then the funniest was Ryan Rashog posted one video, and it looked like it was filmed with a 2005 Samsung flip phone. I have no idea why he posted it. It looked this. like your highlights against Ryan Strom. Oh, yeah, those were no good? No, the quality, like the video quality. They were okay. It's okay. It was, yeah. better than, it was better than the cadre video. You know what video. it was? The Dave filming it was bad. He was like, his hands like moving. <laughs> that was not great. The funniest was when I was training with those guys, all these NHL guys, I was hoping that – Dave and Piero would give me, you know, some good videos, whatever. The only video I got was the bag skate afterwards. And your skate? I stopped like 10 breakaways in a row. I was playing awesome. And then all I see is I get a video of me just like doing the bag skate. Nice. Yeah. Hey, what do you think? You're immune from bag skating because you're a goalie? They missed the video of me stopping guys that are in the NHL. Yeah, but you had exquisite form on your... Exquisite form. Indeed, my good sir. Uh, 
I think we can move on from these games here. I think we've uh, spelled it out pretty well. Before we move any further, gentlemen, growing out your playoff beard, let that thing loose up top, but our friends at Manscaped are here to help you avoid a jumbo Joe downstairs. The global leaders in below-the-waist grooming want to save your hockey pucks from a slap shot in crunch time this playoff season. Four million men worldwide trust Manscaped to prepare them for the Stanley Cup. Join them and go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code RINKRAT. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T at manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. So let's get into our final points that we have for tonight's episode that we have going on. Uh, Peter DeBoer hired by the Dallas Stars. Saw some people complaining about this one, saying, oh, we're just recycling coaches over and over again. We're not getting any fresh ideas in here. What do you guys think about this hire? I mean, he's a good coach, though. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I, I think it's... Like, he probably got the early pull in Vegas. Yeah. They did a good job by getting Bruce Cassidy, like we talked about last episode, but... He's probably, I think he's a pretty good coach. I just don't know what that team intends on being. It's very interesting. Because, like, he, they could end up being close to his previous stop in San Jose where they have, like, older, bad contracts, some good young players, like they have Hurdle and Meyer. And, but then who knows if they could keep them. And by the time they got to extend them, how, like, Sagan and Ben are near the end. And mm-hmm. Klingberg now, it's just a weird mix. They have a good mix of like good young core, but then also some bad contracts. So Klingberg's expired though. I know. So are they going right. to bring him back? Or are they not going to bring him back? Like, yeah. So this is a great quote from Jesse Granger of the athletic. He is the beat writer for the Vegas golden Knights. And he said DeBoer uh, regarding De- uh, Peter DeBoer DeBoer instills a detailed oriented defensive style of hockey that emphasizes possession when his team has the puck. When he first joined the Golden Knights in January 2020, that was their biggest areas of improvement were defending and breaking out of the defensive zone. Vegas, oh yeah, Vegas went from a good defensive team to a great one under DeBoer. Uh, his, ve- pre- yeah, his breakouts were structured, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he said offensively, here's the big part, offensively DeBoer prefers his teams to hold on to the puck and send it to the point and take long-range shots looking for screens, deflections, and rebound opportunities. Unfortunately, the Knights' roster lacked the grit and strength up front to score many of those goals, but I honestly think the Stars would be better suited for that style. Obviously, Joe Pavelski had a ton of success with him in San Jose, and he said that several days before DeBoer was Yeah, there. I mean, that's that's fair. It's just, it's, it has nothing to do with, like, I think Dallas could make the playoffs again, but mm-hmm. they're still not, they're not a contender. So what are they? They're just one of those tweener teams. You just never know. They could potentially go on a run, but like it's more important. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that their like their front office over there all is like. I thought Rick Bonus did a pretty good job as yeah. the coach there. Like they already played that style. Like yeah. So yeah, yeah Joe Pavelski scored a lot of tip goals this mm-hmm. year, and they so. almost beat Calgary. Yeah, yeah, by locking it down defensively. Exactly, so that's they all they would. did. So that is a good. That is a very good point regarding yeah. that. I mean, interesting one. This guy, this guy. All right. And then on top of that, Jake Ottinger, I mean, it's another year under his belt. That's going to be really cool to see him develop and and grow even further. We saw how good he can play in the playoffs there. And regular season, he still had some pretty decent numbers as well. He's only a 98 He's he's good. He's good. He's a a solid goaltender. How much would you pay him right now? He's an RFA. 
But you don't have to pay him because he's an RFA. No, but how much? Like, what do you? Well, it would be a bridge deal. Yeah. Probably as little as they can pay. Yeah, yeah. As possible on a three-year deal. Well, and then, like, and well, then you throw the bag at him afterwards. Yeah. See what you got, right? Well, I mean, even comparing, right? Demko got five. Five mm-hmm. by five. And he had probably slightly more of a less, less of a resume. But le- even less and more impressive, though, the playoffs that he Demko had, two, had. He had, like, two playoff games where he played exceptional against Vegas. Like, Jake Ottinger just put up seven of the best playoff games a yeah, goalie maybe has right, ever actually. played. On top of that, Thatcher Demko hadn't started, what, more than 20 games in a regular but they, season? But that's because of the COVID years, though, to be fair. like did They, they signed him after the COVID season, the bubble season, right? Uh, before, I thought they signed him starting this year, his contract. Yeah, okay, so... So 27 games, 35 games. Yeah, okay. So that's where, okay, you didn't get the 50. but So you're right on that one. But Jake Ottinger did get that full COVID bubble season and one before that, I believe. Yeah, so that's so, what I'm, but that would be the max. And he's three years younger. I still think that would be the I don't think it's going to – if it's more than that, slightly more. What did Shesterkin get? Shesterkin got five and change, I want to say, over five. Yeah. So something like that. But again, like – Shesterkin didn't have much of a resume either. It was all KHL. So how much do you weigh that? I think he's not getting more than. I think though the big thing is like he's three years younger than Shesterkin and Demko. Yeah, so that's. So I think his agent's going to be pushing for that. So you think even shorter? Like I think two two years. That's fine. I think he's he's going to be looking for two years, five per four and a half per. I think something like probably four and a half, and then after that. Okay, you're a starting goalie. We will pay you starting goalie money, which will be obscene. Just not, crazy. He's like in the AHL to start the year. It's just such but the only reason, That's why, like, the management. Why? Yeah. How, how does the coach scapegoat it there? Like, that, the way they managed their goaltending situation was that was one of the worst managed things Who all knows, year. Maybe that could have helped them going to the AHL, putting up 940. <laughs> it definitely didn't help the confidence team. Confidence, God. Yeah. No, it did not. I wonder if it was just that they didn't want to pay him, so they just thought maybe they could stick him in the AHL for a year, then pay him this year. Yeah. Maybe that was the also, idea behind it, but he ended up playing 48 games for them. So how like, funny <laughs> is it that Dallas actually moved in their playoff rankings because they had to play an emergency or someone had to play. It was Anaheim had to play an emergency backup that was from Dallas who was blind in one eye and Dallas won the game as a result. If I'm not correct. I think right? that is correct. I do yeah. remember that. And they moved up. I, I, you were, I remember cause yeah, I said yeah, something yeah. not great, <laughs> but I didn't know. How are you supposed to know? <laughs> Just looking what? back. I don't know how I said that. One, one thing I do want to say though, is that, uh, regarding the Dem- Demko signed in March 31st, 2021. So I don't know how far that is through the, COVID season, like halfway. That was through. Halfway, halfway through. So he, at, so that's even less. Bef- before well, after the, he beat the Leafs, they threw five <laughs> by five at him. Before the COVID season, he had thirty-seven games played. Played thirty-five games like during the COVID season. And Ottinger already has seventy-seven. Ottinger has more games than Demko had when Demko was signed. And Ottinger has played better with a like a nine eleven in twenty-nine games. Twenty better defense, obviously. Way better defense. Way better defense. Who's better, Demko or Ottinger? Um, it's. Close, yeah, that, that's the but answer. exactly. That's close, and you'd probably take I'd Demko. Almost, yeah. Okay, thank you. Exactly. I like Ollinger, but I know you do. I'm just saying you're like, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just reading. Like, you guys numbers. are like fighting against these most no, obvious no, comparisons possible. Like, I'm just reading numbers. All, like, is, you gotta is, look at the resume when you go to contract. No, no, I know. When, for when sure, someone goes to a contract gotta, negotiation, they're gonna be like, "Oh, do you think then, this guy's better than this guy, or this guy? Or are they gonna try and use stats to negotiate?" I just contract? did. You're you're relating a non-COVID year to a COVID year. There was 
17 less games or whatever last year. Demko played 65 games this year in a full season. Yeah. Like, there you go. Yeah, pretty well. Uh, I'm sorry. We got what? off the rails there. But who, care, who cares about like what happened this year for Demko's contract? But right? Jason, if Demko played 35 of the, what, 56 games last year? 56. Yeah. So how much is that in relation to Ottinger playing 48 of 82? That would be more than playing yeah. 48. Okay, yeah. exactly. Thank you. But, yeah. We'll see what he gets. We'll see. That'll be, that'll be something to look at. I think at on a well. bridge would probably be like two years, three and a half. On a long term, probably yeah. close to Demko, Shesterkin, five and a half. But maybe, again, he takes... Three or four at four and a half to five instead. Yeah, something like that. That's what I was. Maybe that's, those can, are the Maybe he grabs an eight year. There. Maybe he grabs an eight year at six. Who knows? If you eight really like him, six I'd be around there. I mean, your comparable is Jordan Bennington six by six, and mm-hmm. obviously a less, lot older. Less UFA years though. Yeah, he so. can still cash in again on that. Hmm. That'll be. But I think you're right. I think we'll the see. bridge makes the most sense. I think for the him. bridge is. What they're probably going to go by, I'll be, I'll be I'll be surprised if it's an eight. But he's year. a good goalie, like yeah, I think he's he's I I've he liked seems him. good, yeah, yeah, he's always I, seemed I think good. he's he's good pedigree, great. draft pedigree, good junior numbers all the way through. So. But Joseph Wool started over him most of the World Juniors. That's true, that's kind of hey, funny that might be our backup next year. Don't laugh. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. I, I sorry. I, I had a burp stuck. That's why I was just like, mm. but Joseph like. There's, there's always there's something to behold with Joseph Wall. I feel like I feel like the numbers don't from the past AHL seasons don't really represent what he is as a goalie. But I don't think he's quite there yet. I wouldn't take three games where, that he won from this season and be like, up oh, that that's our backup goalie. Well, that's all I'm thinking about. But who knows? Like maybe. Knock on wood, but there's an injury mid-season. He's got to take more of a load in the NHL. Takes that extra little step in terms of development. I mean, we have him for three more years after this at 750. So yeah. it'd be absolutely advantageous for the Leafs if he is a backup. Game paid league minimum. But is he me? ready? Yeah. He could be a backup for a John Gibson, would make sense, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, something like, like clear, that. Like but, him or Shalgren. Yes. And but, even, I don't know. You can are use both, both. Yeah. exempt? Like, they right. both are. And then, but maybe not a backup for Vili Husso. Yeah. No, Is that a fair? Uh, yeah, if it's Ville Uso, you're going to want to go out and get like a Yaroslav Did Yaris you just Lavalat. dunk on my pronunciation of Vili Husso? Vili Husso. <laughs> That's <was> interesting. <laughs> oh, I mean, here's the thing. The talk of, like, I want the Leafs to improve their roster in like a lot of different areas. It's all about the goalie, though. That's yeah. really, at the end of the day, yeah, it's what it's all going to be about. You got to get a s- solid piece of cement back there. It was it was interesting on Overdrive. They talked about it's let's call it a little argument between Noodles and Odog because he was like Odog was like we need like a starter. I don't want uh, this one A one B. And Noodles was like well like if you look around the league, there's like seven or eight guys who play sixty games. Other than that, it's a fifty thirty split, which is true. But now it's like the concerning thing is you don't have fifty or thirty right now if you're the Leafs, so you need Nothing. both. <laughs> You have absolutely nothing. But, but also in terms of that, like, there are a lot of 50-30 splits. You want to do a 50-30 split. You don't want a 50-30 split goalie. Yeah, that's you a great point. You ideally want Tuka Rask and Anton Hudobin, I think it was, when they made the cup finals. Yeah, that's a great just point. Just two fantastic goalies. Yeah. You just have to rein back one of them in terms of workload so then mentally he's sharper and going into the playoffs, right? Let's, it'll be. How about it's Billy Huso and James Reimer? What are your thoughts on that? 
my gosh. James Reimer. What? You guys don't like that? <laughs> so mentally small. He's the backup, though. But what if he has Billy Huso and Aiden Hill. Ooh. The only problem is they just trade a second-round pick for Aiden Hill. So yeah, why would they flip him again? Then they got Cack in it. It'll be Reimer they trade. They have to. Mo- yeah, they're going to move. Because they're thinking the same thing you just said. Yeah. He's uh, not mentally the strongest individual. But I'm going to transition that into, before we get into other free agency stuff, it seems like what you guys have both said may come true, where there seems to be more seats than goalies on the offseason carousel. Regarding some John Gibson rumors here, Toronto, Edmonton, Colorado, Buffalo, New Jersey, Detroit, and Chicago will be all among those poking around possible goaltending options. Is that from Pegnata? That is from Luke Fox. Oh, so that's two people that have mentioned it. So how, how many teams it's did you just list there? It's weird to see Seven? that New Jersey's Seven. there because they do have Jonathan Bernier under contract for one more year at like four and change, and they have Mackenzie Blackwood. Mm-hmm. So unless they're, they're thinking something there. I, or they they just watched what those two guys gave them this year, injuries aside, and were like... No, they were both very injured. But I'm saying like, sorry, injuries playing into that as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's true. But you really only have three prominent UFA goalies. Kemper, well. Campbell, Huso. If Flurry decides to play, he can Our be a Our goalie's going to be the defense of last year. The problem is, though, nobody's going to want to give these guys the money. Like, clearly, like, the supply is low and there's high demand. But it, yeah. may, not, it may not work out to where it's the overpayment situation because I don't know if anyone's that crazy over the crop anyways. Like, especially what Darts Kemper's doing in the Stanley Cup final. So maybe a, a push for a trade from one of those teams that are not for, competitive. And then that's where Anaheim may finally say, well, if there's this much interest around John Gibson and our young guys are 20, 21, 22, Drysdale, maybe we roll the dice with Anthony Stolarz. And maybe we try to get a, a King's ransom for Gibson. Yeah. Like if Kemper got a first in the prospect. Yeah, uh, with, at half for 10, yes. But with, at half for 10, but also with one year left. Like yeah. Gibson has term. I know it's not a – it's a high number, I would say, for a goalie that hasn't 6. put up the best 4, numbers. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's still a really good goalie with term. So He is, yeah. We, we've we seen him at his best. Like, we can see – we've seen what he can do, essentially. Like, yeah, the past three years, the numbers haven't been great. Neither has the team, right? Yeah. So, it's like I think a lot of teams are probably going to push through the, okay, like – yeah, maybe he didn't show the best kind of professionalism when the team was not looking that great, right? He just kind of cashed in and was like, ah, like, whatever. He even the said some things game, publicly like, about it, too. Like, Yeah, he was clearly pretty frustrated. But, you know, maybe they pushed through that and say, hey, we'll give you a winning opportunity. Just uh, stop being such a dick. I don't know. We've heard some comments also from Connor Hellebuck. Like, what does Winnipeg want to do out I think, there? I think Trots will, if yeah. they tire Trots, that'll be like the big boost for them. That that could happen as well. Yeah, I do see that. And also, they have, what, a top three goaltender in the league? Yeah, yeah I think. Like, they're going to want to build around With him. Trots, they'll probably make the playoffs next yes. year. They yeah. should. They should. Absolutely. With, the, with the, Absolutely. the talent, they should. Keeping Shifley as well? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Making him play more in the other zone? Yeah. Oh, my God. Bernier only started eight games this year. Wow. (laughs) He got injured early. And then one more thing before we talk some free agent contracts. Uh, One more Leaf thing, specifically. Chris Johnson says, 
The latest he's checked, there have been no real contract discussions between Sandin and Toronto on an extension. But he doesn't see any rush there. Says Toronto has to decide if they're keeping him. Sandin wants to be a Leaf. Chris Johnson still thinks the odds are he'll be back next season. But this is something that keeps coming up. This is not going away, it seems. So, yeah. Is Sandin really your odd man out on this decor? I hope to hell no. But from the looks of how they've deployed him last year when he was healthy, no. But if it's the, the issue is contract and money, then I don't know what to say because that's, so that's a mistake. You, what are you paying him? I'm paying him. I'm going to try and pay him two. Around, I think around two is fair. I think that's fair. With maybe, like, yeah. I don't know how many years of term two, three. have to be. Probably two or three, maybe two. Like that seems fair. But maybe. two by two seems solid for yeah, the amount absolutely. of production. He doesn't really have that much actual production. Yeah, that's where I wouldn't like two two mil to me seems like almost it's almost high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it, you're but just betting on like game by game kind of production yeah. that mm-hmm. you've gotten from him because when you look at it, like game by game, he has shown you a lot. And there's been several times where he's been so good in a lesser role that the Leafs have actually promoted him. Remember, they, they tried to put him with Morgan Riley one game. Like, we have to get this kid minutes. Let's put yeah. him with Morgan Riley on his off wing. Did not go very well at all. Did have a good, I think, assist in that one. A beautiful yeah. primary, but was dash five, I think. Yikes. Well, it got to a point, like, in the playoffs, he was running the first power play last year. He was. Yeah, and he scored. He did. So score. that's where, okay, like, two mil... Game by game, it's a guess, but like the overall resume, I don't think screams out two mil to me. I agree, but I'm just saying that in the yeah. sense of like I would want this guy, and if he's asking for a lot, yeah. and this is what I'm expecting to be a lot, I'd still pay him that. Yeah, right. I'm and go it, full Pierre Maguire. When I, I I watched him play in the OHL finals in 2018, <laughs> the poise and the composure that this kid has is off the charts. You're gonna want to bet on him. Agreed. It's so. just this just seems like a weird thing coming out of. Leafland because like again this is supposed to be one of our GM's guys they he had like Sue guy right like that's he always smirked here, right? looking into that camera before that pick and then before announcing and Sue Saint Marie well, that was what four years two thousand eighteen four yeah. years yep and unfortunately we don't have too too much to show from it well zero well, zero yeah. um what's so let's talk some free agent guess the number okay. before we wrap up quickly at we'll the end wrap here. up okay so from tampa bay our first first one we got riley nash minimum, minimum contract yeah. if he gets two yeah days. we're just give everyone a primary okay. we're just going to look over some of these free agents in the andre finals. palat oh most Oof. difficult one how old is he 31 30 yes he is 1991 born okay so Correct. he'll probably he get has... like a four-year deal Two Stanley Cups the past three years. He's been 41 and 69, 46 and 55, and 49 and 77 with 17, 15, and 18 goals. You say a four-year deal at what number, though? Closer to six, five, between five and six, probably. Yeah, I was going to say, like, fair. I could see him getting, like, a three-year six, six yeah. and a half by a team that has a little space. Mm-hmm. Around there, yeah. I was going to say six and a half, seven. I think that's what it's going to cost you, I but c- I think they're going to shrink them on the years. Yeah. And really. But I could also see Tampa just saying, like, stay, stay come here. Come back at five yeah. and a half for one year. Let's yeah. run it one more year before yeah. we got to extend. Who is it? Sergeyev. Colton. One more Sir year. Squ- like, squ- he might do that. I could see that. That, that would make sense. But yeah. I, I expect the number to probably be upwards some of these of European five, six, guys. Seven. Like, I don't want to group them all together, but some of these European guys, like, think, like, Okay, I've I've made enough money. Yeah. Like 
They do. I just want to play hockey. It like, does seem like Pasternak that. has said that several times. Yeah, not anymore, apparently. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do agree. Like in the three-year range-ish, yeah. just before 35, but a, a good AAV. Well, I think, sorry, the difference between Pasternak is like he's clearly playing under the number he should be playing. Palat's probably playing right on the number. Mm-hmm. And if they just come back and say, like, let's bring you back, we'll, get, we'll give you an extra 500K or whatever, or keep it the yeah. same. Bring you back, he. I could see that happening. Yeah. In terms of market value, though, no, I think I think like you said, shorter with a little pay bump, six mil ish. But yeah. four or five year would be around almost the exact same contract he just signed, five to five and a half million. So Pavelski, I don't know what what age he signed for, but he's just coming off of a three by seven. Seven, yeah. I think Pavelski's probably a bit much above, better, but yeah. he also is like he also just took like a five and a half one year. He's mm-hmm. he just took a five. He, I think so he one. likes Texas. Yeah, he he signed his at when he was thirty four with the with the the excuse me the, the stars. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's a little little bit older than Palat, but yeah, that's crazy to see. Yeah, thirty four years old getting seven three years, and it worked out. I mean, other oh, than yeah. one regular season, mm-hmm. which then they went to the Cup final. No, he was he was always solid for them. I yeah. think. Yeah. Seems That's like a, he was the engine of Sam. That was just my off Underrated. the top of my head. I yeah, think I maybe like even Stasny might have. Like, what I'm about Marlowe? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. Three by six on that one, too. I, I think Sta- I wanted to say Stasny. I can't find it right now, but uh, we'll move on. I think we, we have the, we have them the premise yeah. Yeah. on that one nailed pretty well. Uh, the next one coming up is uh, Nick Paul. That's a fun this one. This is like. Because it's funny because I think he got a three by three and a half offered from Ottawa, I think. I, I, I know Either that... he asked for that or they offered that. I think three and a half is actually what... The, you're right. You're right. They offered three and a half and he said no. Yeah. Which is crazy back then, but now he seems like a smart guy, actually. I think now he's... How old is he turning a free agent? He's, he's 27. 1995 born. Mississauga Just turned 27. Rep. Mississauga reps. I think baby. this could be... This could be up there. Yeah, I think it could be up there. I think if he gets term, I think someone may give him like a seven like four mil bet on him. Seven years four mil, something crazy like that. Seven years four mil or six years four mil. Not that I would give it. I'm just saying, like, his playoff performance has been a fantastic. Just, Offensive, yeah. defensive, physical, centerman. Like it's difficult to compare him to anything either. I mean, like the production was twenty and fifty six, twenty and fifty six. And then this year he had 18 and 59 before Tampa Bay, which was then 14 and 21. And then the playoff performance as well has just been. That's the big thing. Well, and we if, know teams pay off that. Yeah. What, what if we compare him to, let, let's say, Joel Blake, Ward? I was going to say Blake Coleman, even, who signed. Mm. Well, I'm just saying because he played for Tampa kind of in a similar role. He was not a centerman, though, which is. But Blake pro- Coleman also had 20 some odd goals with New Jersey, right? He, he had did. 21 goals no, for sure. New Jersey, yeah. Like, I'm thinking yeah. of, like, Joel Ward signed for a cap hit of 4.67. I don't know saying. what the yeah. equivalent is, but he went four years, 12 mil, and he was, like, a 30-point-a-year guy. And then he had a, just a phenomenal playoffs and was able to sign for similar type of body structure, too. Like, bigger guy, hits a lot, maybe not the biggest offensive contributor, but four years, 12 mil for Joel Ward, I think... How about Alex Ayafalo, who signed like a year ago? Four, three years, $4 million per year. Something like that. I think as a UFA, I think someone might chip in a 
fifth, sixth, seventh year and try to get him. Do you think him. there's a chance he, he goes one or two years and tries to bet on himself again? No, you got to Yeah, no, I think he has to cash it. I'm honestly sh- I'm shocked because I was only looking at this year. He has 34 NHL goals. Yeah. In 248 NHL games. Correct. That's not a lot. It's not a lot. The production in Ottawa is not a lot, but yeah. they also didn't play him in he the was, best yeah. scenario. He was also right? in Ottawa, too. Like, that's. Yeah. He's he's a third line solid defensive centerman. Mm-hmm. Like, he's clearly shown that. So, what is, is that? Like, or like top six winger that, like, complementary to a better. He could, I guess, but I, I would want him as 3C making. 3C. Like, I'd, I'd want him making like two and a half to three. But yeah. he's gonna, I think he's going to cash in big. I really do. Yeah. I think he's probably the biggest winner from this playoffs. Yeah. So you think around Alex? Actually, Iofalo? that's a lie. There's one more guy that's bigger. But <laughs> Oh, uh, Nazem? Naz- no. No. From the playoffs, I would say. Oh, we'll get to it. Not Bizarro World Darcy Kemper? No. Uh, yeah. So what I, was I, the number you think? I think, let's say five to seven years, and someone's going to give him around $4 million. That's That's going to be my bold prediction. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Like a New Jersey, maybe an Anaheim, someone looking for some insulation for their younger players, take some of the heat off of them. I think un, a, a hair under a hair under four around like four years. That's more. I would say that's the conservative. Yeah, that's. I'm going conservative. I'm gonna go a little sure. wild on this one though. It's longer I term. Yeah. New Jersey is good actually. Because I, I kept thinking Mason Marchman to New Jersey. Because I think we all have that same issue that New Jersey. They need some meat yeah. mm-hmm. in that lineup. Well, who they think, need to be able to play more chip and chase. Who do you think ends up higher, AAV, Marchment or Nick Paul? I think I think Marchment, Marchment. probably. Marchment's just shown an ability to score just, uh, a little better. Just popped off pretty well this mm, year. Interesting. All right. Cool. New Jersey's got to focus on signing Jesper Brad. I don't know what the hell's going yeah, on they there. Do. That's a weird one. But anyways, that's all for the forwards on Tampa Bay. They have Yan Ruta. Many. On Defense like eight hundred k, maybe at one mil someone wants yeah. some. something like that. Yeah, totally agree. Now we shift to the Colorado Avalanche. They've got some fun ones here. Number one, Andre Burakovsky. I, I think I said it last time, like around Assad Wenberg number four and a half million, four, four. four or five years. Yeah, B- to be a second line winger. Total money on the deal. What do you think it is? Twenty to twenty-five. Twenty to twenty-five. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Twenty around twenty. I think under. I I'm gonna say eighteen. I don't know. Around yeah. There. So like, like four, four two yeah, and four change. And a, yeah, four two by four. Yeah, yeah. I could something see something like that. I, I think Jason likes some little more. No, I just like I I could just see him getting paid a lot just based off of his like his like counting stats. Like he had he's like a yeah. sixty. He's been putting up like a sixty point player the last two games years. in the NHL finals. Like, yeah. Played pretty well. Like I think, I think people are going to put a, like a decent amount of weight and treat him as though he's like a sixty-point player, which is the last two years he has been. Um, what that translates to, I think you're right. Like your number, John, what was you said five, four twenty-five mil around that. Like yeah, that's like four to sounds right. I think you could, I think you could see a team potentially squeezing. For I think him. it's like also a, like a team like Ottawa that needs to attract free agents, mm-hmm. like overpay a little bit. Yeah, like you are overpaying for skill and speed. Which is nice. I, th- I think playoff experience. I think he's a prime guy to get overpaid because of the position that he's in right now. In the sense that he's like a, a player who scored a lot of points like over the past couple of years in the in the regular season. He's on a, a yeah. in, in the Stanley Cup Finals playing right now, so a lot of eyes on him. And yeah, I think he's just 
cliche yeah. wise, he, he broke broke through his. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, a good one maybe for him is even though this guy played more center, so it's tough. But like Granlin made five, five by five, five by five. I don't think he's up to that level. But his point production is very similar. Level, so yeah. who knows, right? And Burakovsky also is like okay. been so able I to might score be under two, twenty goals. But I'm with I'm with you. I'm just saying like that's maybe someone yeah. sees that. But then another one could be I'm going to bring this guy up probably for the next guy that we're going to talk about. And I just oh Jared McCann was the one. That's another five by five. Another five mm-hmm. by five, right? So, yeah, it's probably around there. Yeah. I think. So I, th- I think in the eighteen to twenty two range. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, if I were to cut it even further, after what you guys have been saying, I think twenty to twenty-two. Sure. Yeah, I'll go up. That's I'll just go to that yeah. nice echelon there. Yeah, I think I think he kind of goes. Who's next? Oh, sorry. I thought you. Were I was I was going to say someone. I, I think he just like him and Nichushkin. I think Nichushkin's going to make like five and a half. Yeah, the next two on this list is Cogliano and Darren yeah, Helm. Yeah, but yeah let's go Nachushkin. I think that he's going to make like five to five and a half. I think he's the prime, like, overpaid. Not that he's not good because he's good. I think he's going to be very highly sought after. He's going to be a piece people think will be added to an already good team. But the problem is he's good as a $2 million forward, adding excess value yeah. at like a five, five and a half number. I'm not sure you know, how effective he will be. So we'll, we'll have to see. Like, I think, you know, it's hard to find a compare, some comparables for him, but like a Charlie Coyle made five, two, five, that might be one. Right. I think a comparable to me, it's like Blake Coleman mm-hmm. and Blake Coleman yeah. made what? Six by six. I want to say, or six, no, by, six five, by four, nine, four, nine, six, six but there's the extra nine. term yeah. coming into play. Right. And he might be a term guy. He yeah. might be a five. He's younger than what Blake Coleman was. Twenty-seven. Well, honestly, like, is he? Who's better, him or Hyman? I don't know. Like, he had a better year this year than Hyman ever had. Yeah, yeah. And Hyman makes five and a half, which is nice seven to look at every time. Wow, that is actually that's a very good point. Like he, you know what I mean? He might be yeah. the because Hyman ended up being the guy who got one team just really wanted him, and his price drives up and up and up. Yeah. So. Also, to think like it's a copycat league. When you look at Colorado, like teams could be like, "Ah, oh, like that's a guy we need." Like top six. That's what I'm saying. Big, little bit physical, very good defensively, but can chip in offense. And you can convince your analytics department that he's really good too. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that might be the biggest thing, right? But then, can he replicate 52 points in 62 games on another 20, team? Tw- on pace, 25 for 30 goals. goals. 35 mm-hmm. goals. Yeah. I. I don't think so unless you're putting them with like, unless you're putting them like, just like thinking, I don't know, like Dallas with Jason Robertson and the other guy, I can't remember his like Rupe Hintz. back to yeah, Dallas yeah, after like, all that. I don't know. He's <laughs> absolutely not going back to Dallas, but I'm just thinking like, if like know, he needs to play with him, other skilled guys to probably keep yeah. up his point production. There's no but way he you put him in Ottawa with ball. like Josh Norris and Drake Batherson. You're going to have a bad time. I think those guys are no, great no, players. That, you know, that, that would be good. But I think then that would the work. problem is like, it's, it's still enough for Ottawa. That would be the question. And then yeah. who do they have to lose because they gave him five million? Blah blah blah. But when you look at NHL contracts, like as you get to the six, six and a half, seven number, like these are guys you expect. As long as they're healthy, they can just score on their own. They can mm-hmm. produce on their own. They don't need to play with anyone, right? Like you're talking top level forwards you're talking like sam reinhardt for example makes six and a half yeah he's not that level right so you got to knock him down to the five five and a half that's why i think the hyman contract's a good 
little look. But again, I think he's the guy who added the most value this playoff of any other player in the NHL. Nachushkin or Hyman? Nachushkin. Yeah. Yeah, I think he really opened everyone's eyes to him, uh, to, to his play. I mean, a guy that in 2018-2019 had zero goals in 57 And games. zero penalty minutes. Zero penalty minutes, too. Penalty minutes. Penalty minutes as well. 71 hits, though. Yeah. So, interesting ratio. Ah, almost. I went, I went a good 20 minutes without saying it. It was a good ratio, good ratio there. Anywho, moving on, next player, Nazem Kadri. Uh, I think he's looking shorter term, let's say three-ish years, but like, really? How? Who's going to give him longer than that at, at what he wants, which may be nine million? Mm-hmm. Nine for sure. I was going to say between eight and ten. Ooh, so for he sure. Hit the middle. Why? Why would he like? He's again. He showed he can produce offense on his own. Two-way center, physical, playoff ability, like most of the time. But the problem is he's going to be thirty-two. Puck drop next year? Yeah. So how are you giving him? You're not giving him four or five years. That's too tough. I, I think it's. I think he's looking at a three-year Pavelski deal. Bump the cap up. Bump the production on the expiry, and you're at eight and a half, nine million. Yeah. I think for me, I didn't realize he was thirty. For me, no brainer. The Washington Capitals give him that contract with this the recent news for Nick Backstrom, which we haven't brought up, which is inner hip surgery. Tough to recover from. Ended Kessler's career. Basically ended Jovanovski's career. LTIR used that space for Kadri. Such a no-brainer. If not Kadri, maybe Malkin. But they're gonna. They're not gonna just sit back and say, "Oh well, that's it for us." But he just but, uh, Backstrom just signed a big nine million dollar deal or whatever. Yep. So that is a very good point. I was thinking around like the Kevin Hayes deal, but Kevin Hayes signed that. Years ago, like 2019, 2010, and Kevin Hayes is a year is two years younger than Kadri, so mm-hmm. I think he signed that what at 27. Yeah, so Kadri's also better. Kadri's is better, and he's 32. So I thought he was going to get that similar deal, but just Kadri's age, I think, will prevent that. So I, 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 I'm, I was thinking like seven five number for him for, but you're you guys mentioning the age number, I think really is going to have to make me change that AAV. So yeah. I, I do think eight by... It's also I different when you're in not... the 35s, like, like what Pacioretty got. Like here's like Kuznetsov back when he signed seven and a half, eight million. But, you know, he's younger. He gets eight years or... Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of guys like that, right? But like you said, if it's only three years... He, you can almost demand the money and teams are almost more willing to pay. Yeah, because they, so know, they, they know. Here's one. Okay. Th- uh, Pacioretty signed when he was 31 years old with the Golden Knights for 28 mil over four years. So seven years per. Seven mil per. Yeah. Pacioretty, Kadri. What, what's the pers- But the other thing is he's a center and like Ryan Johansson yeah, got yeah. paid this and Matt Duchesne yeah, got paid this. True. And like Thomas Hurdle. I think Thomas Hurdle is probably better than Kadri. But Thomas Hurdle got eight point one three seven for eight years. Yeah, like so. That's where I think seven in seven five oh for eight years. But he is three years, four years younger. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's why so, you get the eight years, right? Mm. So total AAV, I think I I, I want to say thirty five. It's going to get up to. That's my total number. Yeah, I, I don't I, know how they get there, but yeah, I think they're going to aim for three or four. That's his best chance. If someone wants to give him like five, six years at seven, he'll obviously take yeah. that. But I don't think anyone would do that. That just seems a little bit unwise. Odd. Yeah. Jeff Skinner. 
Jeff Skinner. Oh, wow. That, uh, he had a renaissance here. Yeah. It was nice to see, uh, to see him be able to be revive that one. Uh, but in terms of Kadri, I, I forgot he was 32. Yeah, he's also like one Feels of Feels like just yesterday we draft the, the Leafs drafted him. Seriously. Other than him, though, like, and Malkin, who are the others? There's like really no Johnny other Goudreau. center in this free agent group. Oh, like yeah. if you're so Trochak. It's Trochak, but Nick Paul. But could you, but who can like be those are that? Not. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, on oh, the, on I thought that, you meant like guys who could like. I meant on that level. I meant like. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess Giroux. Giroux, yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. Giroux, but if he plays center, yeah, that's another. That's another guy where it's like he's going to be. He's going to be looking for a lot of money, but he's what thirty four. Yeah. So that that's where the do teams are how how hardball how much hardball are are teams going to be playing with some of these guys in their mid thirties, mid to lowish thirties for their contracts. And the other thing you said in previous episodes, which may come true, is. It's a lot of good free agents, not a lot of cap space out there. Mm-hmm. So where does it all fall in? Hmm. Who knows? You got Malkin, Giroux. I wonder Tang. if Giroux is a guy who would go. Goudreau. Where is he from? Go home? Philip Forsberg. Giroux, yeah. How about go Philip home Forsberg? would be uh, Ottawa. Who? What it? For he's who? Saying, he's saying, I wonder if Giroux goes home. Oh, yeah. He's from like the Canada area, which is right where the arena is. Oh, okay. For the Ottawa That's been rumored, though. I've heard that. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I think Florida might try to keep him. I think so as well. I think there's been talks, but I don't know what the number would be in Florida. Like again, even Riley Smith. Like it, it all gets shrunk, right? Like, what if he just pulls like a Demarcus Cousins? Is just like, yeah, I'm going back to Florida for like two. I, he, someone's gonna do that this year. <laughs> I'm telling you, Jordana. someone's gonna sign. Oh yeah, Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Put another banner up. There we go. Giordano hometown discount. Let's go. Like we go down the list. Ricard Raquel, the guy. Like, how is that guy going to make what he wants to make I, when oh, there's not. T- maybe ten other wingers who to contest with? So it's going to get squished. Andrew Cobb. Hmm. I know. I know these guys are switching subjects, but I know these guys are like not the sexiest names. But Andrew Cogliano and Darren Helm. Those guys are probably they might no they might get a bump somewhere they might get a bump like are those guys if they get a bump would you want like because we talked about changing the mix up in the bottom six I think this ties in kind of perfectly to what we talked about I I like interest you or yeah I like Cogliano but it's like that's just an extra body at this point yeah no so the other actual name of substance on two names of substance on the on the Avs are Manson Josh Manson and Ryan Mm -hmm. Murray Ryan Murray I think I think Ryan Murray might be like a one. Or like a maybe he has to retire. Like he's so so banged up. He's so banged up. No way. This guy's twenty eight. Ninety three. He hasn't played born. a full season in long time. Right. Forever. I don't think he's ever played. One, two, Is he three, on four, full five, season? Like he. What six, did he? Six what did he hurt this year? Everything. I don't know. Body injury. Upper and lower. I'm trying to. Who would be a good comparison for Manson from last year's D? Like a lot of last year's D were like not that good. <laughs> I'm just being honest. <laughs> I like, know. And Josh Manson has shown like. The numbers went up when he moved from Anaheim to Colorado. Shocker. I know. But, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Uh, like, I don't know. How old is Josh Manson, too? That, that This one has just stumped me. He's 30 years old. Yeah. He's going to be a four times four-ish guy. Four times Ooh. five. What do you Whoa. think of that? You think, what, too little? 
I think that's a lot. No, guys. The, we just talked about these ridiculous D contracts that well, were We also just up. talked about the cap crunch. I know, but that's the guy mm. that's going to be prioritized because he's a defensive defenseman, right, right-hand shot. He's yeah. not like Raquel. 179 hits He's not like year. Raquel, Burakovsky, Nachuskin, Domi, uh, whatever, Trocek, mm-hmm. Palat. All these guys are, can Mikheyev. get bunched up. Exactly. Like We didn't even talk about Mikheyev. Like how many of those? How many Josh Mansons are on, in free agency? Whether you think he's good or not? Well, I don't know. Not too too many. Hmm. That is a very good point. I don't know. Four so, by four. Yeah. I, I guess I never considered that. Seven points in sixteen playoff games. So he's far, been good too. in the playoffs. Is is Manson left handed or right? Right handed. Right. He's right handed. So I'm just gonna look at some right handed D that's signed. Right handed. Uh, David Savard Stop. got three and a half for four years. Uh, Cody Cece. David got Savard or Josh Manson? Probably Josh Manson. I think David Savard Ooh. was pretty bad this year. He was yeah. terrible. But so was all of Montreal. Yeah, that's true. Cody Cece, 3.25 by four. We all know that. What about Connor Murphy? What did he make? Three, five or something like that. He made four, four by four. four years. Yeah. Uh, Colton Perrieco. Pareko. That's not a comparable. Col- yeah, Colton Pareko's way better. Uh, Jake McCabe, four mil, Ooh. four years. Maybe we're just picking on Chicago here. Philip Hronick, <laughs> four by four point four, three years. Different player. I'm just uh, right. D. How much was Philip Hronick? But he's 24. It's right. But they also scratched him this year. Yeah, that's wild. He has he's zero. I think that's a guy like once the wings start to get good, they realize that's an inefficiency mm-hmm. in terms of money and just. Uh, Kind of cut him loose. Shattenkirk coming off Tampa, three point nine for three years. Like, okay. I'm I'm sticking with that four by four, and I want to revisit that. That's going to be very close. What team do you think it goes to? That might be a situation where like a good team tries to squeeze him in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll I'll say Cody CC contract for him. Which is what three two five three two five for four. four. Oh, you That's want you want it? You're going to try to squeeze me. I'd take him on the lease for that number. Three, two, five? We don't have the room for it, but yeah, like, like in the hypothetically, seasons, if we did yeah. have, the, have the room kind of thing, yeah. Morgan Riley, D partner. He would work well there. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, now I don't care. I don't, at least don't need a single other defenseman, but unless you get like no, a we stud. Have like 12. Yeah, exactly. This is ridiculous. We have way too many defensemen. Like t- I'm trying to think of a good team fit. Like, maybe Pittsburgh, if they lose the Tang. Different player, I'm just saying, cap space wise. Yeah. They're going to have to. Find a very good defenseman somewhere. Boston's going to have some cap room. Yeah. You hear a funny one? Curtis McDermott is signed for two more years after this year. Wow. Yep. Who else is going to have some cap space? But we can look that up uh, yeah. later. Uh, last one is Darcy Kemper. Wow. Oh, my God. I go 30 mil. Six years. Six no, I, you can't give him that deal. You just can't. I, I think the playoffs have hurt him more him than it helped him, honestly. No Obviously, way. the playoffs yeah. have hurt. Oh, he's 32. You can't give him six years. Okay, not six. I was going to say six mil. Um, say, I think 24. 24, I think 25. Five, five and a half. I don't know about term, though. Probably three to five. Yeah. Old like Mark that. just got 20. Yeah. And he had two seasons in Buffalo, right? I agree. I, I thought that was he's a still wild only, contract. Still only 28, though. But I would I say that's that right around the contract for him. I think maybe three, four years, four and a half to five and a half is the range. That makes sense. Three, four, four and a half, five. 
But we mentioned how many teams are looking for goalies. Yeah. A lot. A I just lot. think it's still capped at like who if you go and give Kemper like six and a half million, good luck. Like I know. But his contract this year, I believe, was like five. Retained half for Colorado. So two like and a half. Said. Yeah. Right? So I think I, I, if I was the Leafs and he came here for four and a half mil for four years, I would take that. Yeah. I'd take that all day. Yeah, easy. But And then if you wanted will. five and a half to six, I'd be like, well, that's like a full Rasmus Sandin, so I'll see you later. Yeah. He's 32. So like what? I think max four years he gets, and I, yeah. I, I think 25. Okay. But this is maybe a situation where a team that's really hungry for a goalie. Yeah. Maybe Edmonton, for example, where their GM maybe is Ooh. like, if it's not now, it's never. Here's five by five and a half. Here's the extra year and the extra five and a half. Whoever the next guy is to take the job can deal with this in three years. I don't, yeah, because they lost out on Jacob Markstrom. They Those offered the him extra seven, five, seven by five. Calgary gave him six by six. So I don't think they're going to be losing out on any goaltender. No, no. By just a slim hair. But it was interesting. I think we'll... We'll circle fun. back. We'll circle back on this one um, because free agency is quickly approaching. You guys have any other closing thoughts for this one? All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this one. Go Leafs, go.